What's your name? Boaz. And how old are you? Ten. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he came to the world and died on the cross to save our sins. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Hey, Finn. I missed doing the podcast with you last last week. Did you have a chance to listen to those bedtime verses? No. Well, I guess you'll have to listen to them tonight. What have you been up to since the last time we did an episode? I've been making a sand fort. A sand fort? That sounds cool. Just for you or for you and um, Gobi? And Harold. You mean I can't invite Slim? Oh. Is it for Slim, too? Yeah. Cool. So, last time, if you remember back that far, we talked about the king of Judah named Uzziah, and also the prophet Isaiah, who spoke to a few different kings in Judah. I had a son that had a long name. <laughs> yes. We'll get back to those other kings in Judah next time, but today we're going to travel up north to Samaria and talk about the last kings of Israel. Before the... Are you going to give away the ending? Um, can I? No. (laughs) So far, there haven't been any kings in the northern kingdom who followed the Lord with all their hearts, but maybe one of these last kings will. What do you think? Well, no. After the second Jeroboam died, his son, Zechariah, became king of Israel in Samaria. Was he good? You'll find out. It was while Uzziah was still king in Judah. Zechariah ruled for six months and did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Bummer. Strike one. Why am I not surprised? Why did he only rule for six months? Let me guess. Someone committed treason and killed him. We'll see. He did what the kings of Israel before him had done. He didn't turn away from the sins the first king Jeroboam had committed. Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit those same sins too. You know, that would be like a parent who teaches their children to sin more instead of teaching them to be obedient. A man named Shalom made evil plans against Zechariah. He attacked Zechariah in front of the people and killed him. Then he became the next king after him. Did he? I don't think he ruled long. We'll see. I don't think he did. Tell (laughs) me he didn't. Because if he committed treason in front of all his people, I bet they committed treason. Or it wasn't treason. It was treason against treason. Well, what happened to Zechariah? is actually what the Lord said would happen. Maybe you remember. 
He'd spoken that message to Jehu. The Lord had said, Your sons after you will sit on the throne of Israel. They will rule until the time of your children's grandchildren. That's in 2 Kings 10. So Shalom became king of Israel, and Uzziah was still the king of Judah. Shalom ruled in Samaria for one month. Let me guess. He, he was committed treason. A man named Menahem went from Tirzah up to Samaria. He attacked Shalom and killed him and became the next king after him. The other events of Shalom's short rule and the evil things he planned are written down in the official records of the kings of Israel. Let me guess. It wasn't so bright. <laughs> the new king, Menahem, attacked a city called Tifsa because they refused to open their gates for him. He destroyed it and even killed women who were pregnant. <sighs> it sounds like things keep getting worse, not better for Israel. What? He just destroyed a city and killed everyone in it just because they didn't open the gates for him? That sounds about right. How would you like that kind of man to be your king? Uh, pick someone else, please. <laughs> Menahem ruled in Samaria for ten years <laughs> and did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. I knew it! Or maybe I didn't know I just said it. During his entire rule, he didn't turn away from the sins Jeroboam, the first king, had committed. Why do you think the authors of Kings keep saying that? That they didn't turn away from the sins Jeroboam, the first king, had committed. Because I keep setting up golden gas in Bethlehem Dion. Mm, nice try. It's kind of like he's using Jeroboam and David as measuring sticks. Do they follow God like David did? Or do they just try to worship the Lord along with all the other gods and in their own way, like Jeroboam did? The king of Assyria named Tiglath-Pileser marched into the land of Israel. Let me guess. He just wiped it out completely. We'll see. Menahem gave him 38 tons of silver to get his help. He wanted to make his control over the kingdom stronger. Where do you think Menahem got all that money? He stole it from the city. He attacked because he didn't open the gates. Mm. He forced the whole land of Israel to give him that money. Every wealthy person had to give him 20 ounces of silver. All of it went to the king of Assyria. So Tiglath-Pileser pulled his troops back and didn't stay in the land anymore. When Menahem died, his son Pekahiah became the next king of Israel after him. And Uzziah was still ruling in Judah. And let me guess, he wasn't very nice. Pekahiah ruled for two years and, surprise, surprise, he did what's right, did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Seriously. He didn't turn away from the sins Jeroboam had committed. That's not a surprise! <laughs> now don't get confused, but one of Pekahiah's chief officers was Pekah. Pekah made evil plans against Pekahiah. He took 50 men from Gilead with him 
and killed Pekahiah in his own palace. So Pekah became the next king after him. And let me guess. <laughs> Pekah ruled for 20 years and did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Then how come we gotta stay for 20 years? Sometimes the Lord's ways are mysterious. He didn't turn away from the sins Jeroboam had committed and caused the people to commit. During the rule of Pekah, the king of Israel, the king of Assyria, remember him, Tiglath-Pileser? He marched into the land again. He captured a bunch of towns and the whole land of Gilead and Galilee. He took the people away from their own land and sent them off to Assyria. Then Hoshea made evil plans against Pekah and attacked Pekah and killed him. And the king of Assyria made Hoshea the next king. This happened while Jotham was ruling in Judah. We'll talk more about Jotham next time. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm getting confused of who's king of Assyria. Tiglath-Pileser. And why did why did Tiglath-Pileser make... What's his name? Hosea? Yeah. King of what? He made him king of Israel. I thought he destroyed Israel. Well, we'll find out what happens next. You're not going to tell me if Israel got destroyed by the Assyrians? Just be patient. No. Hosea ruled for nine years and did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. But he wasn't as evil as the kings of Israel who ruled before him. The next king of Assyria, Shalmaneser, came up to attack Hosea. He had been Hosea's master and had forced Hosea to bring him gifts. But he had found out that Hosea had turned against him. Hosea had sent messengers to sow the king of Egypt and quit sending gifts to the king of Assyria. What, is, what do you mean, sow the king of... His name was... The king of Egypt was named So. But he had found out that Hosea had turned against him. Hosea had sent messengers to sow the king of Egypt and quit sending gifts to the king of Assyria, even though he had been sending them every year. So Shalmaneser grabbed him and put him in prison and marched into the whole land of Israel. He marched to Samaria and surrounded it for three years, attacking it at different times. Finally, the king of Assyria captured Samaria. He took the Israelites away from their own land and sent them off to Assyria. And do you know what the author of Kings really wants us to know? What? That being carried away by their enemies happened because the Israelites had sinned against the Lord their God. Not just once, but their lives were completely turned in the opposite direction from worshiping God and doing what he wanted. Many years earlier, God had brought them up out of Egypt, remember? Yeah, about a thousand years. He had brought them out from under the power of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And right after he rescued them, 
they worshipped other gods. Even after he drove out the other nations to make room for the people to live in the promised land, they responded by following the evil practices of those nations. They also followed the practices that the kings of Israel had started, and many of their practices were done against the Lord in secret. That makes me think about the times when I see the sin in my own heart, even if no one else sees it. They built high places for worship at the lookout towers in all their towns and cities with high walls around them, instead of worshiping at the temple God had established. They set up sacred stones and poles used to worship the female god named Asherah. They did that on every high hill and under every green tree. The Lord had driven out nations to make room for Israel, remember? In the time of Joshua? Oh, yeah! But the Israelites burned incense at every high place, just as those nations had done. The Israelites did evil things that made the Lord very angry. They worshipped statues of gods, even though the Lord had said, Do not do that. So in his kindness, the Lord warned Israel and Judah through all his prophets and seers. He what said, are seers? They're similar to prophets, but they were people that God appointed to either talk about the future or give a message that God wanted them to know. He said, Turn from your evil ways. Keep my commands and rules and every part of my law that I commanded your people who lived long ago to obey. But the people wouldn't listen. They were as stubborn as their people of long ago had been. Those people didn't trust in the Lord their God. I mean the Canaanites? No, the Israelites who had wandered in the wilderness. For four hundred thousand billion years. <laughs> They refused to obey his rules, broke the covenant he had made with them, and didn't pay any attention to the rules he had warned them to keep. They worshipped worthless statues of gods, which made them become worthless. They followed the example of the nations around them, even though the Lord had ordered them not to. He had said, Do not do as they do. They turned away from all the commands of the Lord their God and made two statues that were shaped like calves. They made a pole used to worship the female god named Asherah, bowed down to all the stars, and worshiped the god named Baal. Why, bowed down to the stars? That's right. People are always finding something to worship. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire. What? And practiced all kinds of evil magic. What? They gave up following God's rules and did only what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. All these things made him very angry. So he removed them from his land. Only the tribe of Judah was left. And even Judah didn't obey the commands of the Lord their God. They followed the practiced practices Israel had started. 
So the Lord turned his back on all the people of Israel. He made them suffer and handed them over to people who stole everything they had. Finally, he threw them out of his land. They were forced to go to Assyria, and that's where they still are. The king of Assyria brought people from Babylon, Kutha, Ava, Hamath, and Sepharvaim, and made them live in the towns of Samaria instead, in place of the people of Israel. That was kind of one of his strategies. When those people first lived there, they didn't worship the Lord. So he sent lions among them, and the lions killed some of the people. So they told the king of Assyria, You forced us to live in these towns, but we don't know what the God of this country requires. So he sent lions, which are killing us off. So the king of Assyria sent one of the Israelite priests he had captured back to Samaria to teach the people what the God of the land requires. Does that mean the king of Assyria might follow the Lord? I don't know. To me, it kind of sounds like he was just trying to keep the peace and keep the people from revolting. So a priest went back to live in Bethel, and he taught the people of Bethel how to worship the Lord. But in spite of that, the people from each nation made statues of their own gods in all the towns where they had been forced to live and built temples. They appointed all kinds of their own people to be their priests. The priests served in the small temples at the high places. And as for the Israelites, they continued to be stubborn and served other gods. Wait, which Israel? The northern kingdom. So they were never brought back again. And to this day, their children and grandchildren continue to do what their people before them did. Shoo, what a story, Finn. We'd better talk about why Jesus is better than all those other statues the people worshipped. Otherwise, we might forget that the story of the Bible has a happy ending for all who follow him as their king and lord. So, Finn, what choices did all those kings of Israel make? Very, 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 very bad choices. Wait, do I need more varies? Like what? Um, worshiping the stars, worshiping fake gods, worshiping in temples, the high places, which weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Can you believe how many murders there were? And that was even before the Assyrians showed up to take them away. And even though God used Assyria to bring his judgment, what happened when they replaced the Israelites with other people in the land of Samaria? Why were so bright? What did God send against them? <laughs> You make a pretty good lion impression, Finn. Why, thank you. God would judge the Assyrians for the evil they did, but we'll have to save that for another time. Just so 
Oh my god, took it over by please. <laughs> Another time. Aww. You know, all this makes me so grateful for the faith God gives us to call Jesus our king so that we will believe he is the only way and the only truth that will make us right with God so that we can live with him forever. Because our hearts are still like the Israelites' hearts in a lot of ways. All throughout the day, we turn away from what God wants. We worship the stars! And choose what we want instead. Maybe yelling at a sibling. Or not obeying our parents right away with a cheerful attitude. Or just not wanting to pray. Or like what God is showing me about how I try to be a mom all on my own instead of coming to him each time I feel worried or sad or unsure what to do next. Do you remember the part where it said they worshipped worthless statues of gods which made them become worthless? Oh, yeah. When we aren't worshipping God, we become like the things we're worshipping. It's all we can think about. It's all we can talk about. But the best news is that if we've told God that we are sinful and need Jesus' sacrifice for the forgiveness of those sins and trust him to be the king of our lives, he is right there with us each time we sin and turn away. And instead of telling us how terrible we are, he only asks that we tell him we've sinned again and need his help to guide us and give us strength to obey. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so helpless without you, helpless to obey, to not just worship other things instead of you. I pray for each boy and girl who has made a decision to follow you with their lives, that each time they sin, They wouldn't try to hide from you, but would instead tell you about it and ask you for your help to obey. You are worthy of all our worship and praise, and we love you. Thank you for loving us first. In Jesus' name, amen. Finn, do you have a joke for the boys and girls before you go? Um, no, but I've got advice. What's that? Do not ever lick a metal thing when it's very cold. (laughs) All right. See you later, alligator. I'm not an alligator! Hey, boys and girls. You know how the credits run at the end of a movie or show telling you who played what character? Well, I'm Alicia Yoder on the show and in real life. But Finn the Fish is played by my seven-year-old son, Isaiah. So, if you'd like to send him a message, you can visit aliciayoder.com, A-L-I-C-I-A-Y-O-D-E-R.com, and click on Alicia in the menu tab. Who knows? He may even write back. All right, talk to you next time.